What's going on, everybody, to another hot mess tonight of sweat and grind? You got Mustache Man, Mr. Matt Totten. What's going on, everybody? The man with the half pipes tonight. Yeah. Mr. Brian Furness. Yeah. Rocking a sinus infection hot pipes. Uh, hot pipes. Or half pipes. He's I got a, sick. Dude, I got a sinus oh, infection rocking. I think I'm he's going got, home. I think he's got the Rona. He's probably got the, the it's Rona. It's new studio day. Yeah. New studio. We, we got that going for us. The halfway new studio. That's yeah. true. Yeah. We're, we're halfway there. We're halfway there. And then on the board, we've got captain of the ship, Rick the Dick Valco. Who doesn't have a good time when there's a dick involved? That's true. You're fucking horrible at running that top. Oh my goodness. We, so we got top. When we, when we fade the music out, that's when you stop it so we turn that back up. Oh, yeah, right so, we, so hey, what we got, we, we moved podcast studios, but not to the official podcast studio, ironically, <laughs> because that's occupied by my children right now. That's, that's actually <laughs> a bunch of fucking smoke and mirrors. I think it's like four years out. Four yeah. Four, I think right. four is a, a, a lofty number to throw out there, but I bet we're a year and a half. All right, a year and a half. I'm, I'm marking today. Even with like I'm the world four. coming to an end, you He's think it'll beat four. that? What's that? Even with the world coming to an end, you think you'll make it to You know what? If the world truly comes to an end, I don't think we'll need a podcast. You guys, you guys uh, built a uh, bomb, shelter. bomb shelter underneath that, didn't you? No. In fact, <laughs> uh, this, this summer... <laughs> like right as we were transitioning into fall, we had some pretty hot and heavy storms roll through. And that was probably the first time in my life I was getting ready to go grab the kids and throw them in the bathtub. And the whole time I'm thinking, I don't have a basement. I don't have any. Like, nowhere to go. There's nowhere to fucking go. Yeah. I'm just going to be sitting in a bathtub covered in <laughs> what remains Lumber. of my studio. Yeah. yeah. So, so the Barnuminium build. Yes. The whole hype's about. The whole world's yeah. on fire about the Barnuminium. Yeah. Are you seeing any flaws after you built this thing? And I'm not saying like because it's your residence, but are you? Or would you have done some? Are you finding some flaws with the barn dominium build now? Well, <laughs> uh, he pulls out his scroll. You know, <laughs> in all honesty, it's um, stuff that we knew it was going to be a problem from the outset. So because. And this is, you know, go back and dive into lore of whose fault it is. Well, whatever. Yeah. The building was a little wider than we originally anticipated due to some footings being uh, dug on the wrong that, side of the line. Let's start off that? with uh, Mr. Furnace. Uh, <laughs> I told the man, um, because you're digging in sand, you're going to pour some concrete. Yeah. We should throw boxes in everywhere so there's no cave in yep. and you could square it all up before you pour it. Well, you know, when in doubt, Mr. Furnace ran out. And I by had, golly, the summer ranch collapsed. And I had OSB. Yeah. I was fine. Got out of square. And Actually, then, he was, then he was sold a bill of false goods to dig on the opposite side of the string line. So mm-hmm. that's the big killer. But if we were throwing boxes in, we would have pulled our own measurements to get to the yeah. spot where we're supposed I'm to be. Are we wrong, Brian? Or can we take some um, guilt here that you fucked up? I mean... It would have saved me on concrete to build boxes. I will give you that. But just a smidge. The reason the building was too wide to begin with is because we were told dig on the outside of the string line Mm -hmm. and should have been dig on the inside of the string line. All right. So who did the layout? We won't mention that party. So so anyway, uh, when we went to do all of my trim in the main room where it's just the concrete slab floor. Yeah. I had to put quarter round down and I've still got probably a quarter inch gap between the quarter round and where the slab actually ends. It's, it's kind of laying and hovering over top of your cinder block there. All right. So, you know, 
It's one of those things where you're never going to notice it. You should just pack out but, the, you know, the trim. Well, that's, I, you know, it was, do I go get additional trim and really royal yeah. fancy it up? Or do we just, just say fuck it because it's in a corner that no one's ever yeah, going to notice? Yeah, there's a sofa against it. or Yeah, exactly. Table. So little stuff like that. Um, I but, will say there hasn't been any major oh fucks. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's been pretty straightforward. Everything's turned out pretty much the way that we anticipated. What about living in it? So living in it has been actually fantastic. The only thing that sucks, which I knew from the second we designed the place. Yeah. There's no storage space. Yeah. So my half of my closet right now is under our bed in boxes. Mm -hmm. So like my hoodie, I slide out my cardboard box drawer from under the bed and I select my hoodie. And next to it is my cardboard box drawer of jeans. Is it because you ran out of funds? No, 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 no. This is, this is purely, this is what happens when you design a building that's very specific for a purpose. Mm -hmm. And then you decide to live in it temporarily. And that's really where we ran into it. So are there no closets in the studios? So in the the podcast studio, I intentionally did not want a closet because I wanted as much space as possible for the studio. Uh, in my video studio, I have a closet that was originally going to be my gear closet. All right. Because I've got a whole fuckload of equipment for doing yep. video stuff, audio stuff. And so that was the gear closet. Well, now that is all of our hanging clothes. Gotcha. So my gear closet is basically tucked under all of our hanging clothes. And then we had to build the shed, which we've talked about on this show before. <laughs> the shed was a giant <laughs> fucking disaster. The mutilated shed. Yeah. My God, there's not a street wall on the, the poor girl now. <laughs> But so we've got all of our outdoor shit. Is that from in that. lifting it up and pouring? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So that we could down. put a freaking 12 by 12 stone footing under it because, you know, that shed really was going to oh, yeah. go places. Yeah. So, um, so places storage you is. Will go. Yeah. He, he, storage is the biggest issue by far. So it's kind of like a, just a storage unit, but you're living in it. Like there's just stuff that's around. Yeah, which except for like the kitchen and the upstairs. I, was say, yeah. I felt like it was homey when I was there. Yeah, no, it it's my wife has and done a phenomenal job it. of squirreling things away. And I didn't, I didn't give you a heads up that I was coming over, so it wasn't like a scatter. Like open the door, oh, and throw yeah, no, shit no, no, in no, there. No. It's, like, went, it's not bad. I went behind it's, the scenes. No, it's really not bad. It's my wife has done a great job of squirreling things away so that you don't really see the things, mm-hmm. but. Where it really comes into play is when you're like, oh fuck, where was my, uh, <laughs> where are my Allen wrenches? Yeah. And then it's going to take you 45 minutes of digging <laughs> through piles of shit that Correct. are squirreled away so that you can find the right box. The shed right now is a giant disaster. Like it is so fucking packed full. Uh, you can't hardly move. And so getting to any Sardine of my tools can. is a pain in the ass. Uh, our mechanical room. My God, you can barely walk through it because it's so stuff full. So really the motivation is build the house next year mm-hmm. for no other reason other than I can have a place to put all of my shit. <laughs> and get it out of my hair. <laughs> um, but really overall, I'm super pleased with the build. It went really well. Um, hopefully, hopefully in four years, we could actually <laughs> use the podcast. Studio. I know we have a couple of listeners As, that I mean, are like you, willing, you, like so ready to make their way up. They're like, cause we've been talking about pilgrimage. Like, yeah. One, one year from a year ago, like we'll be doing podcast studio there. I mean, and they're like, dude, I got this <clears throat> bottle. I haven't opened it yet. Oh, I, it's coming. Is it's coming. Drink it's, with you guys. Stay tuned. I mean, everybody. We could, we could do yeah, it. We're not here. Now. Yeah. So, so we have the the real truth. Well, you're is, gonna have a guest staying here with you if you do that. Oh no, he, the the apartment guests can there. still stay over <laughs> at uh, at our house. Yeah, we'll just drive over to Rick's. It's a ten yeah. minute drive, guys. It's fine. Yeah. Actually, we had to relocate. So the truth of it is, Brian, and we I got evicted. Is getting ready to take on another massive project. 
And it was like, we're either going to have to shut the podcast studio down because yep. there's no time once to get we there. get done with showers and all that shit, we ain't going to want to drive over to Greg's place anymore. Yep. yep. Or we move it over and get ready for the gauntlet we run. Well, yeah. and that kind of plays into why we didn't. So the original plan was I would be in the middle of a house build right now, but we ended up getting this large job that kind of landed in our laps. And, and until that goes, yeah, uh, a part of the funds that were going to my house are getting wrapped up into that. And then the other thing is if, you know, depending on how this job goes, I need to have those funds available. So it was like, well, let's just bump back a year, Yep. you know, maybe next spring or, or late summer, we can start in on the house. And, and so that's really the goal is by next summer, we'll at least break ground on the house and get that rock. And so, Awesome. Yeah, that's exciting. That's the plan. That is not a bad intro. I liked it. It was yeah. on key. Story time. What did have, he say? What? He's, he told a story. Yeah. My, my, my earphones must have been off. I didn't hear any. Can well, you repeat you yourself? Know, you know, it's... <laughs> I got no steam tonight. I don't. So, Sinus infection sucked it all up. My goodness. You got Matt Totten, by the way. In the new studio move, we now have the board in a location where the sound effects board it. can be passed around. And so, Todd, for the first time... We're going to pass it around like an STD. Like an STD. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Sticky and all. Speaking of that... Oh. Yeah, Todd's getting after it. Uh, all right. Man, man. All there's right. three pages of that bullshit. I know. Oh, yeah. I you're just, just getting, You're it. just tapping the surface there. So, I was working <laughs> at my property today, and uh, yesterday... Oh, my God. Wouldn't that be hilarious? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well... <laughs> Here we go. With we the have board. to mute the sound effects here in a minute. Yeah, right? <laughs> uh, I actually went back, dude, to the very first beginning of the Sweat and Grime again, and I was listening to it, just fucking dying, dude. <laughs> we're trying to be professional. Yeah, we sound so professional, and the intros are just like phenomenal, perfectly done, hell yeah, timed out. And there's there's a point I think where the podcast started turning up a little bit. Brian was talking about, you know. I think we said titty or something. He's like, oh my God, I said titty. I was like, yeah, it's a good thing you didn't say penis. He's like, we just said yeah. penis. We just oh, said, we're going there. Oh, like, where fuck. is the line? And then the line has done nothing but progressively march further and further we down went the road. Down every avenue. Yeah. but We've pushed every boundary. Tw- what, 2020? Yeah. yeah. October. Yeah. 2020 in October. So we're sitting there and then all of a sudden we got the Rona. Yep. And then the episode where you're talking about like, the dispensaries were just opening up and now you're like a seasoned vet. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. how your parents ate the tray of brownies. Mm-hmm. But now, just mom. Yeah, just, just mom. Just mom but now mom and dad are both doing the gummies. Yeah. Ooh. yeah oh yeah. Well, it gets wild at our house at but night. But we were talking about it like the other <laughs> we're day. We're really bored. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's really what we're it is. We are talking about it like the other day, like you're breaking your parents into the new mold of the way Michigan was. Oh yeah. Dude, they were on fucking par years ago oh, when they you were, were telling that they story. Were, well, my dad's always been like, he's like, I, you know what? I just don't, I don't want to do it illegally. I'm like, okay, well, okay. But you've never taken any interest. Dude, as soon as they came up here, it's where's legal, that dispensary? Bitches. Yeah. So <laughs> like my mom, the other day, she was with the kids. She took them out for the day. They come back and my, my youngest son was like, yeah, Mimi took us to a bakery that we weren't allowed to go in with her. I'm like, what? <laughs> she goes, he, he goes, yeah, she got some gummy bears. I was like, ah, oh, I get Mimi it. had to visit the pot shop. <laughs> I love it. You can't take your kids in, Took but me to a bakery. Oh, yeah, Pop, yeah. Mimi knows how to roll. She just she puts them on the iPads, goes in there and gets her little fix. Comes comes on out. You know, it's funny. What if I, somebody were to like steal the vehicle? 
my dude, they would bring my Look. kids back in a heartbeat. Dude, they're going <laughs> to be so fucking high time to leave the store anyway. Yeah, so like, no. Jack's going to sucker punch them in their nose. Absolutely. Rob them. <laughs> yeah. Rob them with his tennis shoe. Like, yeah. you know. And Devin will come drive the car back. Like, that's where yeah. we're at with my yeah. kids. Like, that car that is will pretty come accurate. Back. Yeah. But yeah, I was Jack listen- will kick their ass. Devin will drive the car. I was listening to it, though. And it was funny because you and I were debating, like, about where COVID was going to go, what COVID was. And then we did an episode where we were all quarantined because you gave me COVID. Oh, God, dude. I came in right after yeah, that. He still and plays guys- in. He still plays into that that I gave him COVID. You did. You he, gave him this. He was, oh, my God. Go back and listen. He was sick first. Dude, my God. The episode before this that. This is a typical Trumper right here. Totally <laughs> changed the truth so that it works. The, 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 fits the, his episode, narrative. the episode before that, you and I were already hacking up and coughing. Yeah. Like, we've already caught yeah. it. We're just not. Yeah, I was sitting there. Yeah. I was building a deck and just started listening to you guys at the time. And you were just about to do my footings, and I was listening to an episode. And it was like, <coughs> yeah, it's fine. It's yeah. allergy season. And then the next and the week, next you guys are just fucking done. Yep. Yeah, but it was funny. Do you think about where everything's at and how COVID was going to turn out, and how everybody was like pro vaccine or anti vaccine, yep. and where everything's at, and it was like all the restrictions and everybody pulling back like it was the end of the world. And for once in a lifetime, like America for once, because we're a dirty country, was actually clean using hand sanitizer. Oh, yeah. There's soap in the bathrooms. You know, people are white bone cards. Companies down. are actually paying for cleaning. You companies could, come you could fucking see clean LA. their places. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, people were like six to eight feet apart, not coughing on you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Two years later. No one, gives right a back no one gives a fuck. Yeah. But it was funny because at that time we're talking about like the steps and the, how it was affecting us and what we kind of thought about it today. And I know where you look at it today, but maybe the audience don't. How has that time from COVID, which was this big ordeal, and I'm not saying that it's still not a big ordeal, mm-hmm. but how has your perspective changed and how has like, maybe life and careers change due to the COVID now from back then. Fucking tenfold. Like I was full blown in the commercial world, working in the hospitals for 15 years before COVID, you know, it's, it's mm-hmm. crazy. And like just seeing that day that it all unfolded, it happened within 24 hours. You know, I, it was talked about on TV and it was happening. And all of a sudden I'm working in the hospitals and like, People were 50-50 on it. Like, this is real. This is not real. And all of a sudden, Thursday, go up north. Holy shit, it's real. Get home on Sunday, and they're like, you can't come to work. Yeah. And you think back to that. It's like, what the fuck? And do people are going crazy. And like, none of us knew what was going on. Yeah. And everyone's arguing, you know, about it's fake. It's not, you know, like throwing under everyone on the bus. But at the same time, even people that were, quote, unquote, not scared, they're scared as fuck because they don't know what's going on either. The you know? unknown. The yeah. fear. So it was like, it was crazy. But then. You know, sitting in the house for that, like, what, four weeks that they wouldn't let you go Oh, it was out. longer than that. It was like, it, it was, was a couple, couple months. months. Yeah. Was it? I gave it like four weeks before we broke out. Yeah. Typical, typical Trumper. <laughs> yep. yep. I was like, <laughs> fuck your couch. I'm out of here. But, but no, it's, it's it, crazy. How like it how changed? It's changed. Like, I think it's changed my way. I'm not living life so fast anymore. You know what I mean? Like, I've slowed down. Like I, what? I. That's what she said. Yeah, right. <laughs> Eating the blue pills. That's uh, first page, I think. I don't yeah. remember. You lost it. You lost your chance, Todd. Yeah, I did. But no, like 
before before COVID, I was going a million miles per hour. It was all about work. It was all about work and making money and you know everything. And now after COVID, I've slowed down. I've taken time to take care of the family, realize what's really important in life, and that's you know spending time with loved ones and people that you actually care about. You know, you guys. How many times a day are you jerking it now? None. None. I think he's up to two. You're not taking more time for yourself. That's the exact opposite. You need to slow I down. Got somebody that takes care of that for that's me. The, two, that's two to three wolf, times. That's the wolf on Wall Street there talking. That's right. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> we just watched that last night. I, was you say, mm-hmm. I still don't think mm-hmm. I've seen that. Oh, dude. It is. is it it's a good? long movie. It's awesome. what, three and a half hours long. Oh, three and a half. Leonardo DiCaprio, yeah. Matthew McConaughey. It's really fucking good. And I believe it's a true story. It's based on a true story. Yeah, based yeah. on a true story. Dude. Loosely based on a true no, story. No, I think nah. it's pretty accurate. Pretty accurate. It's awesome. Dude was a wild man. What about you, Rick? How has COVID changed your life? <sighs> Bigger thing, what are your... So how's it changed your life? And then what were your big oh, takeaways from COVID? You know, when it first started happening, it's the unknown. And as you listen to, I think like episode three or four, whatever it was, um, it's still almost the same as it was back then, except for now you're starting to get a little more data and a little more studies and you went through the motions of COVID. Um, still, still not fearful of it. Right. And then the unknown, like back in then, back then when we were thinking about it and it was new and you're going through this pandemic that you really never been through since yeah. probably nine 11. Right. Um, the doubt of when's life going to get back to normal to when are you going to start seeing your family and friends? Or what's and normal going to look like? Yeah. Right. That was the big question yeah. for a while. You know, like when people were hoarding fucking toilet paper and shit, dude. Dude, to dude that was nuts. a riot. Food, you know, the food stores just crazy. Like I thought at that time it was going to start going back to normal where people weren't going to hoard stuff and not shop so much. And then mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't honestly see this windstorm of every time there's a pandemic or the economy upticks or downshifts, there's always jobs created. Yeah. I didn't see those kind of jobs getting created with like all these companies that deliver food to fucking the instant carts where you fucking show up, people throw groceries in the car and off you go. Like I didn't see any of that. And I thought, uh, during the time of COVID that people probably couldn't wait to get back to normal of, shopping and being around a bunch of people and you know the big mesh of just like hey how are you doing and yeah. actually it went further with the way COVID is because now I don't see so I thought it was going to go back you know the way to we normal. used to live yeah. but now it's more of a people don't gather as much they really lean into social media any even more mm-hmm. to like now they see you on social media so there's they no don't reason for them to come, come over out, or, yeah talk and hang out right and then the shopping dude to instant carts and then you still see people with masks even today like walk around in fear which it's understandable right dude i just tossed my mask out yesterday cleaning out my little yeah just cleaning out the old ford focus and pop the center console what the fuck is that there's a little throwback i was looking back at uh Two years ago, like my daughter's school pictures, I'm like, are you fucking yeah. kidding me? Like Halloween, she had a fucking mask on. I'm like, poor kids. Well, yep. and you look at it though, dude. We lost 
realistically, I feel like we lost, when you look at the time frame, two years of life. It went by quick. Yeah. But you lost two years of life of doing things that you really wanted to do because everybody was unsure. Yep. You, you know, your friends, you don't know them for two years. Your family, like, you don't see a lot of people for two years. And then work has changed, like, uh, drastically. Sorry. Why do you say that? Well, now, because... Everybody had all this. I liked your new word there, Rick. Drastically and dramatically. Dramatically. Yeah. I think that's a good all-encompassing word. Yeah. Yeah. I I understood what you're saying. Dramatically. Whether it's a real word or not. You see what I get? Yeah, that's nice. I like that one. I'm sweat and griming these people up. Yeah. Sweat and grime dictionary. Yeah. Edumacation these people. (laughs) Dictionary. Thank you. That, that was, was very nice. Shut off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, you know, all that COVID money when it came out, to, there wasn't enough workers out there, right? And it wasn't enough people to do the work. To, all of a sudden now that everything blew through, which was like a wildfire, mm-hmm. to all of a sudden now with the inflation and pandemic, you know, everything was going off the shelf so fast you couldn't yeah. keep it, right? It was a wildfire. So, when you used to have stuff in stock to now you got a pre-order and it was months out to prices changing to even today, there's or still replace a replace it time. with something that was equivalent to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I would say like when it comes to like food and all that stuff, the planning, you know, I, I'm not a prepper. I would just per se, but like I've planned like, all right, if I got to stay in for a month, something fucking goes wrong. Like we got the essentials, you know? So, Toilet so, paper. So you're one of the dudes that's still sitting on eight thousand rolls of toilet paper. Yeah. No, no, absolutely. I got, Fuck a, you, I got a bidet. <laughs> you got a, Do you have a bidet? No, I don't. But I, oh, need I was going to say, what's, get, what's the experience it. on that? This is fucking amazing. It's you life. Go through, you, you go through a lot of water, Todd. So here's the deal. Like we're going to side sh- shift the conversation right, for yeah, a second. Do it. How in the fuck do you walk away from a bidet? With go back not, to toilet paper? Well, no. Well, <laughs> no, you just I, do, apparently. So instead have, of using seven wipes to clean your asshole from all the poo on it, you use one little fold. So do you spray you and it. then wipe? Because I was yeah. I was under the impression the bidet did it all, and the one time I gave her a it's, rip, it's it very, was uh, it's very. It was like stuffing a, a wet Saint Bernard back into your pants, and I'm yeah. like, mm. well, no, you you gotta dab it. I think like overseas they have like towels, hand towels next to the toilet that you pay yourself. You reuse those? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, they're washable. Now, how many uses of dabbing before <laughs> you know. wash it? Like, I'm, telling you, makes I'm telling you, like it 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 power washes your butt. So what you're saying is, clean. if I go overseas, don't ever fucking wipe your face with the hand towel next no, to the toilet. No, no, okay. no. That's only an American thing. <laughs> Boy, who? dude, what about some of those dudes that's just like when they caught the Rona? Remember those days? I need a fucking power washer down there, dude. Yeah. Remember that? <laughs> Nothing's yeah. going to compete with norovirus when it comes to that, though. Norovirus, man. I thought I had rectal confidence in my life until I caught the norovirus. And yeah. then it was, I've never trusted a fart since. No. No. I still think, I like, in my world, like, all right, Corona is around. It's the COVID's going to be here forever. But it's not talked about no more. It, no. But it's the gone. thing is, it's, it fucking makes me like freak out on people when, like the other day, uh, a relative, a close relative friend of mine texted me because Ava was hanging out with them. And she's like, 
oh my gosh, you should uh, you can call this number and you can have uh, at home tests sent to your place. We all have COVID right now. You need to test uh, Ava and anybody that you guys have been talking to in the last three days. I'm like, Mm-mm. no, no, that's okay. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, gonna add numbers to fucking this bullshit. I'm like, if you're sick, go the fuck home. Yeah, well, it's stay like, home for it's a couple just days. like bidding jobs though. Before you used to go there, shake their hand, you. Present oh, now it's always estimate. fist bumps or not even anything. Yep, it's fist bumps, maybe an elbow or an awkward note. We're not going to shake your hand. You guys don't still kiss your customers by? It mm. all depends. Boy. No. Brian. Just a little peck on the cheek. Yeah. Brian. Maybe a little reach around. I mean, you're trying no to wonder secure why a job you guys have been failing. At, yeah. I was know. about to say, no wonder we're he's slow a, for He's work. a horrible kisser, so. <laughs> but you've seen, you've seen the new outcry of like digital and then communicating through emails. Fuck, Zoom, on my end of the world, it's Zoom. Zoom everything. Zoom everything. Everything is a fucking Zoom call now. Do you find it like more convenience or annoying? A little both. It's convenient that... It's convenient that we don't have to meet in person a lot of times. But at the same time, it is annoying because now that the business world has discovered Zoom and Skype to the extent that it has... Like they want to use it for everything. And it's like, guys, we don't need to have a Zoom meeting about this. Can't just yeah. have a conference we, call. Well, yeah, either a conference call or a fucking email. Well, that's, we'll do. It's, it's the whole thing goes back to that meeting could have been a fucking two yeah, sentence email. But thank now, you. So that's what's yeah. happened is is you took the the meeting world of corporate America and you just made it to where, oh, now we can do this for everything because yeah. now we can all do it from our house. Well, and so a lot of things a people need Zoom to justify call. their fucking time now. Well, that's true. That's a big thing. So they're like, well, I got to no, fill got so my many whole meetings. day with fucking meetings. Yeah. And it's like, really, guys? But that's- Right. Instead of an hour's worth of emails, we got to yeah. do eight, eight calls for the yeah. day. Yeah. So, you know, that's the interesting part that you bring up, too, is if you notice the fucking commercial and industrial buildings for sale? Yeah. Oh, it's fucking outrageous. They are. Yeah. So they're having the commercial real estate sector is having a meltdown right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when you think about it and you look at it, you know how many jobs like they're saving and they don't need the building, but how many jobs get affected in the trades? Yeah. Cause now we're not having to build that shit. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so I've been kind of following that realm a little bit and you know, we're not the only people getting impacted now because of the inflation. Right. And then really the slowing of the economy as much as people aren't talking about it, but they're yeah. saying you're in a recession. Um, you're starting to see a lot of equipment go up for sale. You're starting to see companies shrink. Yep. And it wasn't just to the inflation and the you economy. You don't think it's towards, it's, you know, skin that time of year? You know, like things are slowing down. People are offloading. That too, but you got to think about it. All the landscapers. I, before all the, probably this year, I never paid attention to the equipment sales or anything, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm just starting to kind of wrap my head around that. And but when you look at those big complexes and how much it takes for everybody to maintain them. Oh, yeah. And all the other pop-up companies. I mean, I think here in the next two years, you're about to see what gets shooken out of who knows what and who's been in the business kind of game and who's good and who's not. Yep. Well, you're going to see, like, because, dude, a lot of these, they have not been filled at all. Like, up 96 towards, like, Wixom and Novi and everything. Mm -hmm. They're sitting there vacant, but it's like, I bet you it's going to come to the point of time, like, who's paying the bill to fucking heat that place so all the fucking pipes and shit don't go, you know, Person this winter. Yeah. You know, I don't know if investment companies take it back over. Or I think it's just all a fucking exchange of hands, I bet, at that level. I don't know. No. But when you really dive into it, though, man, 
I still enjoy the soap dispensers being full. Oh, yeah. That's still my biggest takeaway. Dude, they still make me feel invisible every time. Yeah, well, you're talking about the dryer. <laughs> Both, all, everything. It doesn't matter. If it's the fucking oh, the faucet, automatic one. the soap dispenser, the fucking dryer. I have always felt seen in my life until I go into a fucking bathroom. And, none of them and then it's like, you. what in the hell is going on here? I'll wave and I'll... Fuck, I'll cover the sensor with my hand. That's I feel like I'm away. at home right now. Dude, no one sees me for everything. who I am. And then some other guy will just walk up and put his hand under it and it turns right on. I'm like, motherfucker. <laughs> so frustrating. I'm a real boy. Yeah. Like, what the hell? Is there anything that sticks out to you from what you thought code was going to be back in the day to today with the way the world's turned out, life? Um. <clears throat> so... At a personal level, COVID was awesome. And I'm really fortunate to be able to say that because I know for a lot of people, it was one of the most stressful times in their life. But for our family, fuck, I was selling equipment. So I was working all the time. I was at home, but I was working all the time. And COVID, you know, my wife had the kids signed up for everything under the sun. So they were gone all the time. And COVID made us all slam on the brakes. And we knew the quarantine was coming. I don't know if you guys remember, but they gave us a little bit of a warning. We knew kind of what was coming down the pipeline. They gave you enough time to uh, go get all your alcohol. Yeah. And all 100%. your cigarettes and all your yeah. essentials. And so what I did is <laughs> I went closing down the beer and stores. spent, I don't know, 400 bucks on lumber <clears throat> and built a little treehouse as a stretch. It was not nearly to the point it would ever be called a treehouse, but a little tree fort for the kids. I built my, my oldest son was really into marble run. So fuck, I spent like four days building him this elaborate Giant marble run. run in the basement. You know, it was stuff like that. It was for the first time that I can recall since being a grown man, I could just put life on pause and enjoy playing with my kids and doing things as a family. And so COVID for us was, I mean, my wife and I still talk about how we miss COVID. It was just really, it was a sweet time. It was a very unique time where we just got to, to enjoy each other. Don't you still get to enjoy each other today? Not, not like that. I mean, it wasn't like you can't go anywhere. You were literally sitting here for two months. Brian needs yeah, a but, pandemic to enjoy his family. That's yeah, right. But if, you, my if, family. You go grow, if you go <laughs> grocery shopping yeah. and you load up, could you stay home for two months? Not from a work standpoint. That's the problem is all of the work stuff has cranked back up. Yeah. And that was all, I guess what was so awesome. It was, a, it was a total suspension of adult responsibilities for like two and a half months. Yeah. And so you just got to hang out and have fun. And it got us outside more. It got us doing a lot more stuff as a family. It pulled us a lot closer. Um, but then kind of a bigger uh, picture look at it. I don't know. I did a lot of like self-reflection during COVID because of the way COVID went down. Um, one of the things that stuck out to me and still sticks out to me that COVID really brought to the forefront is... Like we're really selfish as Americans. We have 100%. this very, the world is focused on me mentality mm-hmm. and, and man, COVID really highlighted that to, oh, yeah. to the nth degree. And, and so if you kind of think back, like the problem is, is talking about it now, it is so politicized. It's hard to not come at it from the 30,000 foot view. So give me an example of how it's just about me. Well, so with COVID. You know, the mask thing is one of the things that stuck out to me the most because, and again, I don't want to get into the politics and all of that, but at a very high 30,000 foot view, the initial before it became politicized, the initial take was, hey, this is 
really contagious. It's got a pretty high mortality rate, but with the wearing of a mask, you can really limit the spread. And you take it at face value and go, okay, that's like putting on an N95 mask at the end of the day is not that big of an ask. But my God, you watched a large chunk of America start throwing a temper tantrum like a toddler. And I get it. This is the land of the free and everything. But where I went with it is we're talking about protecting someone's grandmother over here or their dad that's got cancer, or we're talking about saving people's lives because we still, <clears throat> we still don't remember this is early on. We still don't understand transmission rate. We still don't understand mortality rates. Like there are a ton of unknowns, but Hey, this one thing right here, we know will help. And now we all know that you can just wipe your ass with it. It did nothing. Well, okay. it did help with the actual transmission rate. Uh, the problem is, well, the problem how, is, how is it supposed to help with the transmission rate when it's a butt diaper and your underwear can't even contain a fart? Well, because it actually blocks. Uh, you know what? I don't even want to go there. <laughs> well, no, I'm not saying. I, I will say this. I'm just saying, like the way you know that it works is mm -hmm. because you can look at a handful of other countries around the world that were far stricter than us. And their actual numbers prove that it worked. And that's what, that's what I guess one of the biggest things that blew my mind about over here is we acted like it didn't there matter. was, well, no, we acted like there was no way to know if this works or not. And so I'm just going to err on the side of it doesn't work. But the reality is there were multiple countries that were proving, no, it actually works. Like New Zealand, I want to say within four months or something, had it all buttoned up and they were all back to business. Because everyone wore their fucking mask, everyone quarantined, everyone did their shit. It was a like, go look at the numbers and the case study. It was a fact that it worked. And yeah. I guess that's the thing that blew my mind the most about Americans is we're all standing here with our, our arms crossed going, well, there's no way to know. Yeah, there is. Go look next door, guys. So yeah, it's just that it's American mentality. But the thing is, is. As Americans, people don't like to be told, told to do. and be 100%. Forced, 100%. Which I think that's a good thing because you know what? When you everybody gets in a single file line and obeys the rules and yeah. shit goes bad. Yeah. yeah. Guns you know, across the you world know what's interesting fun. that when you look at it now and you think <clears> about it is like the HIPAA law, right? What's the HIPAA law, Todd? The HIPAA law? You can't talk about anything. Right. That Your medical they, stuff. They won't even come in. And let your husband or wife come into the medical room unless you're put in on the form, right? So you can't call and be like, hey, my wife's in room whatever. We can't tell you, sir. Yeah, right. Like I had it the one time, my wife, and I'm like, I'm about to come in there and kick every fucking door down until I find her. Yeah. Your fucking HIPAA law, you know? That actually uh, makes you sound like the reason we have HIPAA laws, by the way. Right. But, but, <laughs> right. but they don't want to tell you where your wife is, even but though that, she was sick. The HIPAA and law. you dropped her off, But right? if you were the abusive got thrown, husband, got thrown that's right exactly... Out, got thrown right out the fucking window when, you know, yeah. up until then, like COVID, yeah. no one asked me how many shots... Uh, it's not your fucking, that, you know, that was if I have it or not. So you know, but you back, had to present your the fucking vaccination card. card and yeah, that, it's, that to me absolutely was, was going up. too far. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's funny as you go back to that now, like when you were talking about how you were selling jobs with your cup of Joe and your mega yep. hats and oh, shit. Yeah. And it was, that like, was fun. It was like the sheer panic when you walked in and you talked to somebody 
if you weren't on Team Blue or Team Red at that yes, time, you weren't fucking coming in. Correct. And then if you were on Team Blue, they would almost vet you like, did you have your vaccine or mm-hmm. what are you on number two or where are you at with your booster? Like, yeah. they would have those conversations. So you'd have to have those <clears throat> conversations with them, whether you were vaccinated or not. Right. Right. And then they were issuing cards. Which was fucking hilarious. Yeah. You have your card and you, you were vaccinated and this and that. And today, um, who the fuck is it? Not the U is it the USDA or uh the people that are part of the C B D F F FDA? FDA. FDA. Okay. Yeah. There we go. I Just start throwing it. out in the letters and we'll get it. You know, ABC. <laughs> yeah, somebody somebody's gonna catch something. But now if you go get your COVID vaccine and everything else, they're no longer you presenting you with a card. The words that are coming out of my mind. Oh, there we go. Sound effects. That's nice. I'll tell you the other big thing that came away from this. Oh, oh. So I said self-reflecting. Yes. So, um, that was one of the big highlights to me was just just how selfish Americans specifically were in that since in the in that instance. And so I really started doing a lot of self-reflection of, you know, even outside of COVID, like what are some ways that I can be more mindful of the people around me? And I know I sound like the, the very liberal hippie guy on the show. And what did you come up with, Mr. Furnace? <clears throat> yeah, please, please inform us. Please enlighten uh, us with your liberal. Well, it's, it's not like I came away with some revelation that, Oh, in this area of life, I've been an asshole. It's more of just, I've tried to be more mindful of other people and more thoughtful of other people's situation. I guess, having more empathy instead of just plowing life through as me as the the main character of life. Yeah. And so that was a big takeaway. The other huge takeaway, and we're already hitting on it in our other conversation here is just how awful and toxic social media has gotten. 100%. Because it's the fucking worst. I mean, I feel like we could have, <clears throat> there was a chance that we could have had a, a, an intelligent conversation about COVID while it was happening, but we couldn't because social media was just funneling you. Like you said, you're either team red or you're team blue. And if you ain't on my team, you are the devil and I hate you. You're an idiot. You, nothing you say is valid. So it's funny. You're hitting on that too. Cause again, I was listening to our conversations of the Rick and Brian show at the beginning Mm -hmm. to where it's at today with us. Right. And the polarization, like we're talking about, of social media, and now how AI is taking over, and then oh, all the I'm coming back to AI, all no, the, st- all the oh, stuff boy. that's been exposed, right? Whether you were on the red team or the blue team back then, yep. Just being Americans, all the stuff that we always thought about, and how it's, it was like escalated, and everything was just so overwhelming because it's getting exposed that. And you're sitting there and you're watching it all just unfold, eating the popcorn and you're just watching it. And it's like, I feel like America is a fucking laughing stock of the world. It was the biggest great divide of our country ever. And that right. I feel like the civil war was up there. <laughs> yeah, but on a, kill on a blue shirt. <laughs> yeah, right. Was it was it red and blue back then too? So red and blue was was red to north. That and blue was the to south. No, so that you're dating back to when we broke away from Britain. So it was the uh, red coats, red and we were the blue, blue coats, coats yep. the, the continental yeah, army. Yeah, yeah. Okay. but it's just funny. Like when you look at before COVID to now, I feel like back then, dude, we were able to talk to anybody and everybody, and now today. 
it's pretty dominant even still today of what side of the fence you're on. Yep. And well, it's, it's programmed very- us all to approach every topic the way COVID became. It was, you know, Rick, let's say you and I disagree. Well, the first thing I'm going to do is Fuck I'm, you, Brian. Well, that's well, I should specify. That's the yeah, exactly. That's the first thing that should happen is we tell each other to go fuck yourself. Yeah. Here's why you should go fuck yourself. And then I'm going to go Google yeah. until I find an article that supports my side. It's not Which I'm going to go find hard. real information. I'm going to go find the article that supports what I'm saying and I'm going to throw it at you and I'm going to be like you're a dipshit. And yep. you're going to do the exact same thing and say, well, you're a dipshit. Then I'm going to go find a, an article that talks about why your article proves that you're a dipshit. And so, you know, that's that whole confirmation bias thing that everyone talks about. You, you're no longer, if you think about an actual argument or a debate, you're listening to the other person. Mm-hmm. You're processing that information. And then you're making a decision based off of that new information you've been given. Yeah. But the problem is we've stopped doing that. You can't have a debate anymore. Instead, it's no, no, no. I'm proving why I'm right. Yeah. Well, no, that's and, it. And it's funny though. Because you can't just have a normal fucking conversation with anybody no. about. And you don't ever have to agree with anybody. Just listen. It's to just them. battle lines. And then, yeah. You draw battle lines, but and then you, you trench in. And when you look at it now, it's like playing battleship. <laughs> these these phones, just sinking though, people left and right. Yeah, but these phones are already programmed. <laughs> Oh, By the just, way you think anymore, because yep. you're on it, you're looking at certain things. So as I'll, soon as I'll, you pick it up. My my search will answer different you. things than what Brian's will. Right. You know, just how yep. we use it. The solar panels are the answer to everything. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. COVID could have been stopped with solar panels and wind energy. I, I don't know if you guys are aware of that. about that. Yeah. If, you're fucking right, Brian. Solar panels, you would have cooked them right off. Wind would have blown them out to the next state. Yeah, fucking genius. But I'll send you an article. I'm, I'm <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, with his tinfoil hat. Yeah. So going back to AI, though, uh, I knew it was a matter of time. Yeah. What? The first confirmed case, a what? couple was swindled out of $17,000 from an AI call. Oh, yeah. So it is here officially. And I did see a comedian that did a fantastic joke that I cannot say word for word because of the podcast and I'm not willing to go there, but. Basically, if you go to any of like the the chat GPT or whatever, any of the AI bots, there's one word that they will not ever say. What's that? The N word. Oh. That you cannot get a chat bot or an AI entity to say that word. That's a good thing. Well, it's it's now coming to the point where everyone's especially trying and I'll tell you it. this this is like legit for the three of us. Because when you put your voice and your face out there, these AI algorithms are good enough now that they are they can fully replicate you yeah. within just, you know, a half hour of listening to your voice. If that. And so now it's to the point where we're going to have to start having safe words with friends and family so that we know whether you're or not right. you're, you're real. You're real. But you don't need only think, safe uh, word. So everyone's running around saying Nyr! that's Nyr! the only Nyr! safe Nyr! word. Nyr! Nyr! <laughs> that, the, that the bot won't Nyr! say. But but if let's say the safe words Built right excavating. Yep. And you text it to me. Will they eventually catch on to the text message that is you're talking to me? No. So it's not said, actually taking our text messages. And it's stuff. taking your voice. Basically, your it's call. taking yeah. everything in the public domain mm-hmm. space. So for us, our but, podcasts. But and- do you think the AI, because you got to think about it, it's getting smarter and smarter as time goes but on. But it doesn't have access to your text messages yet. Well, we'll see. Yeah. I don't 
they would have to somehow tie it in and allow it access to that information. And so I don't you're know. a techie dude. Yep. What do you think of AI? Dude, I think it scares the shit out of me. Why? Like, it can be an incredible tool. Like, it's very exciting from the standpoint of of the possibilities it opens up. And, and we've used it for some dumb shit already. Like, oh, yeah. You know, write you want to type contract a, write a write a contract, and I can tag you know I can tell Chat GPT I need you to write a contract for this amount to this person, specify this address. This is the work being done. Here's mm-hmm. the amount, and within thirty seconds, it has written out an this entire formal. contract that is yeah. solid. Um, you know, bill of sale. I've sold a couple cards and and getting a bill of sale wrote up, dude. This thing done. Uh. And and I've just barely tapped the surface in the capabilities of the AI. Yeah. Um. You know, when it comes to photo editing, so photo and video work, I do a lot of that shit. It is now to the point where I can, t- I, dude, I could take a picture of our studio here and I could say, put Smokey the Bear in that chair. And it has the ability to put Smokey the Bear in that chair. And it's pretty dang good on lighting to the point that it looks like Smokey the Bear sitting in the chair podcasting with us. Like, that's what AI has given us the ability to do as far as like positives but the part that scares the shit out of me is you know like we've been talking about social media has already got everyone polarized to the point yep. that it is you know people are shooting people right and left because they disagree on wearing a mask like that's where we're at as a society and now we have the ability to i can go on to an ai platform and tell them i want a video of biden saying that he molested a 12-year-old boy and he was proud to do it and it will produce a video that looks like Biden, sounds like Biden telling the world he molested a 12-year-old boy and he liked it. Like That's what AI has given us the ability to do on the what evil about, side. What about the AI that's starting to talk its like own language? I was reading something the other day and the AI is already talking about it's talking other languages that it's not even out there. Like so, they're they're aliens. Yeah, so they could speak all sorts of kind of language across the world, but and they're that, starting to talk their own language and they're to starting communicate to, with each other. Yeah, and they're starting. So we to get don't know what the smarter. fuck they're talking about. So and all of a sudden they're gonna take over the fucking world. Here's what scares the shit out of me when it comes to AI. As humans, within our grandparents' lifetime. Mm-hmm. We went from the Wright brothers flying a rickety ass plane to we have the supersonic Concorde. Right. Like that's not that long of a time. No. In our parents' generation, and we're right on the cusp of it, we went from computers taking up the floor of an office building. Remember the floppy disk? Oh, fuck yeah. Zip disks. I remember all of the it, The Oregon Trail. Oh, fuck yeah. So you had floppy disks, the old mm-hmm. babies, and then you had the hard rigid, you know, the three by three by fives. Yep. And then we went to zip disks. Yep. And sweet Jesus, when you could fit like 10 megabytes on something, oh, yeah. it was incredible. So you think about the technological advancement from computers in our parents' lifetime. Yeah. That's not that much time. And these are humans doing these technological advancements. We don't have the ability to dedicate 100% of our time to advancing technology. We have to eat, sleep, breathe, attend our families. Like, we got other shit going on. And yet still, the advancements... Fuck, look at the F-22 fighter. Yeah. We're 100 years out from the Wright brothers making a, a little bumpy 
landing you know is it only 100 years oh that's the that's the thing dude so let's look at it so when did the right let me look that up when did the ai is scary and it's like it has its place but the thing is as scary is that if the place that it can go and it gets into the wrong people's hands it could be detrimental to the world yeah but how how do you contain something like that as it could keep growing and growing and growing yeah like Remember iRobot? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 1903. So you're just over 100 years since the Wright brothers flew. And here we have the ones, the technology we know about is the F-22 Raptor. And no one even understands the capabilities of that plane because it's never been put through its paces. That's That's a new one with the thrust vectoring and all the good stuff. Super stealth. Remember, that thing, so that thing, by the way, just to like give you an idea, four million or something. Oh, it's I bet it's more than that. It's probably it's ungodly expensive. That's that's a that's a low end. That's so that plane right there, <laughs> not with all the bells has and the on radar it. signature of like a butterfly. That's how crazy the stealth ability is of that plane. That's not getting into any of the weapon systems or any of that shit. But to go to my point, like that's a hundred and twenty years of technological advancement of people put into one. Yeah, and now we have supercomputers with AI capabilities that are working on improving itself at supercomputer speeds. Mm-hmm. Like you just took a hundred year stretch and turned it into what two? Yeah. Like who the fuck knows where this goes? And so now I will say I'm not to the it point really where sketchy when like the people that invented it are like leaving. They're like, what the fuck did? It do? Well, that's and, and I don't think we're gonna go like. Terminator. I don't think it's going to be the Matrix. I don't think it's missing something here. Just a couple months ago, there's There's, somebody from the group that started AI and group, you know, chat. uh, What is it? Chat Chat GPT. Yeah, GPT. Like he took himself out of the fucking mess. Well, and there's been multiple people on the AI side that have said like this is. Like what they built it for, what they they were, their brains were utilized to make it. But the thing is, they're afraid of what they just. Well, that's the thing opened. is, like, who like, the fuck knows box. where this go? I, okay. I don't think we get, you know, I don't think it ever gets to the point where it's Terminator or it's Matrix. But really, well, more importantly, what is what this turns into is how the fuck do you open your news app in the morning and decipher anything what's of what's real and yeah. fake? Well, you don't. You can't. Because you know, that's the that's the one thing now that drives me more fucking insane than anything. And I still catch myself every once in a while. I know I open you, my you phone, phone every day and all of a sudden it says, become a fucking liberal. Become a liberal. The disconnect from people today versus pre-COVID because yeah. like, the social media took off, right? There's two worlds that we live in today. You got the real world that everybody physically lives in and then you got the mental world that everybody lives in in the social media. So yep. when you go shopping, you go fucking out to eat, you run into somebody, nobody even pays attention to who you are, have a conversation, open a door, nothing. I freak They're people not out. There. When that I go, shit drives me nuts. Every, every other day when I go to Kroger, I'll be in the aisle, I'll be like, hey, how are you? And the, the fuck? You weirdo. I just say hi. I just want to get a fucking smile out of somebody. You know? You know? That's that's the one thing though. Since the like, best was dude during COVID. Sorry to uh, jump in front of you. 
But remember, you had to follow the motherfucking line, like the arrows. You couldn't go only a one-way motherfucking house. And dude, people would be fighting. I'm like, motherfucker, I'm going to get some popcorn and some fucking beer. Yeah. I'm not going all the way around the store to come down one way. The thing I did miss about COVID is the social distancing. The fucking people, the hygiene, like, it's gone again. The fucking people keeping their distance is gone again. Yep. Like, I do miss that kind of shit, because I'd go shopping with my wife, and I'm like, this isn't so bad. Like, hey, you want that? Yeah, but someone's there. You just start walking towards them, and they would leave, and you'd go get... (laughs) You go get the item and bring it back, throw it in no, your car. No, now they're not, not scared. Case, now they're scrapping again yeah. for the fucking items yep. that... Or they're getting in your bubble trying to get past it. I just need that, 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 that vinaigrette. Get yeah. the fuck out of here. Wait your turn. But the... What's one thing you would take back, Todd? From um, COVID? From COVID. Um, you know, I haven't went full send in getting back in the rat race, but I've definitely, you know, the amount of time I got to spend with my daughter was just like crucial it was fucking amazing you know first time in your life pretty much other than like on weekends or very late putting to bed you know what i mean that was the only time i ever saw her for it, you know, six that, years of her life for once in a lifetime the thing that i do enjoy and i try to embrace it and put it in perspective and put it in motion anymore is what are we doing what's the purpose of all this instead of mm-hmm the rat race of just run, 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 yeah. run. And then fucking you hit retirement and you look forward to it and you yep. fucking die. Like you put it in perspective of why you're doing this and what you're doing it for. Yeah. You definitely have to have a, a goal and a purpose for yourself you know, like yeah. to make life worth going forward. You know, you can't just be all about just money. Right. Yeah. Well, and I think, I think people are starting to realize now too, like after 30 fucking years of working somewhere, all of a sudden, you look Joe back Blow and, fucking dies, yeah. right? Yep. He did everything. And then the next day, they don't even throw the dude a fucking funeral party or you right? know celebration. There's a now hiring sign put up. Yeah. yeah. I think yep. that opened up people's eyes in COVID. I, I definitely learned that I was just a fucking number inside of a company that I was with for 15 years that I went to weddings, baptisms, you, know, the, you name it. And I haven't heard a peep. Well, you three look and at, a half years from you look at the ninety five percent of the people yeah. I've worked with. Look yeah. at the world that's on fire, melting down. Like for once, mm-hmm. you're actually starting to see like the blue collar people stand up. They want to be heard. They're sick yeah. of the fucking schemes. They're sick of all the bullshit. Yep. Everything that's been thought about and what's been said under everybody's breath. Yeah. Now they're fucking singing about it. They're talking about it. They're like, damn it, we want just what's fucking fair and right, and we want to yeah. have a life like. I will say I, I do feel like this has been the catalyst to make people re-realize their value and mm-hmm. that, you know, that going to a meat grinder every day isn't right. a good life. And in a lot of ways, I'm really happy for that. I mean, I don't know that we would have had that conversation with Vince about no mental health in the trades three years ago. Yeah, that, like that wasn't anyone's like no one's no. concerned about that. But now that everyone's kind of taking, they, they understand say, their value and where they're at. I, you know, I feel like people are actually putting emphasis on it now. Like COVID, it it created, you know, mel- mental health was always there, always has been. It wasn't really talked about, but I'm telling you, COVID, the world's governments came together and fucking created just a monster mess to see if anybody, you know, it it created a giant mess. Yeah, and mental health is at an all-time high right now, you know, and 
COVID has well, a lot to do with COVID it. COVID escalated it, yeah. right? So yep. you look at the people that were struggling already in the world. And then, and they then had you nobody. locked them down. The only time they had was to go to work and talk to somebody or whatever. Get out. Go sit at a bar instead of in their basement. You know, it, yeah. you know that's, a, that's probably another one of the best highlights that you see that came out of COVID is before we didn't before we didn't talk about any of this. Oh, beer run. Beer, beer run. B-W-E-W-R-U-N. Beer run. I'll take some. <laughs> <laughs> but when you when you look at the COVID, right? Mm-hmm. All the stuff that wasn't we weren't we weren't able to talk about it because we never felt like we could talk about it in public or admit that we're struggling or you know, life or finances or I know I was riding the struggle bus and I didn't realize until probably yeah. last year how bad I was during the lockdown. Give us an example, Tat. Like other than like going for hikes and whatnot, like, you know, I was just trying to figure out like, you know, the first week was cool because it was like, cool, I get to stay home from work, hang out yeah. with Ava. Second week, cool, I get to home but it kind of it was a same it was like Groundhog's Day every fucking yeah. day. How many puzzles have been I gonna put together? The second I put her to bed, I went out to the garage and I just sat there and I would drink a fifth of fucking whiskey. Right. And scroll through the fucking interweb and figure out what the fuck was going on. And it was like, it got to the point. Like I remember buying two cases of Traverse city whiskey oh, fuck. right before. And dude, that's good shit. it is really <laughs> good. It's really good shit. But when I was, I bought it cause I was like, well, I don't want to be stuck for 16 weeks or whatever they said was going to be locked down without alcohol. And I wasn't even a big, I, I never drank whiskey. Dude, I picked up the guitar again for the first time. I was having a great time in COVID. I'm well, like, I, I've never had time to just sit I here and I had a great time, but the second, like, the, the sun went down, and Can I put it in play, and I got done with my, my dad responsibilities, to. I just got fucking fucked up. Yeah. Then I didn't realize. I was just sitting there sipping on whiskey, and all of a sudden, I'd go to bed probably at two or three in the morning. And then Ava would wake me up at six or whatever. And we'd start our day all over. And I'd be like, and, you know, and it didn't really, I was like, dude, I got a fucking problem. And the thing is, I was nervous about what the fuck I was going to do. Like I was getting paid, but I couldn't go to work and going to work was my whole thing. And I'm like, Oh, it was, it was a whirlwind. Well, it's like everything got highlighted. And the one thing that came out is we didn't have enough counselors for what the fucking world was right. going through. But now, you see this shift now that you know COVID's over and people are getting back. And like the cool thing is, you're starting to see people talk about their struggles and their problems. Yeah, yeah. You got guys like Vince coming forward. You got guys that are just like, "Fuck it, dude," yep. and they just start talking their story and they're trying to find this work life balance and they're trying to deal with their inner demon, inner demons that they're not alone. Because I mean. A lot of people, dude, had a hard time just being locked down with COVID. Oh, yeah. I couldn't handle yep. it. Like it drove me nuts because I am not a person that sits in one spot. Like it drove us nuts. And I had an eight hundred square foot fucking house, so it was like a box. That sounds like a castle, dude. I would have loaned you my <clears throat> one of my guitars, man, and you could have sat there. Oh, I, had, I had a little Ava, app on Ava my had phone. Her, uh, her ukulele. We got it for Christmas, the previous Christmas. So yeah. I was jamming, you know, making noise. Not well. Music. See, you're supposed to practice. You got all this time, all this time, yeah, Todd. I know. Put but, the whiskey down. But I did, <laughs> but I am glad when I ran out. <laughs> I am glad to see though people gathering again, people doing events, people going yeah. out. You know, I do. I mean, Tay Tay is that. back in full force now. Yeah, boy, she's I mean, stirring the pot too. I mean, now that's a titty. That's 
<laughs> that is a titty. I mean, we went out the other night as a group for once. Yeah, yeah. dude, that was fucking That awesome. was a good time. Until Rick left us painfully uncomfortable next to a large table. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> so we're, Rick, we go out we to dinner. We were celebrating my birthday. Dude, we go out to dinner the other night. There's, what, eight of us? Yep. Yeah. It's four couples. We're all sitting at the table. Everyone's having a great time. And to and our left... Yeah, to to our left, we have a a table of large people sit down. And when I say large, they aren't tall. They're girthy. <laughs> Which and is fine. It's fine. No judgments. Uh in fact, I would say none of us at the table actually notice them. Until. And then Rick decides that he's going to go hit the restroom. And as he gets up to go to the restroom, the server is bringing the food for the girthy table. <laughs> and Rick's statement is, "Oh no, no, you no, go she, ahead." Yeah, she's like Oh no! You go there for hungry, and, and she, he's like, "No, yeah. I don't want to hold you up." They're hungry, hungry, and walks away, and, and then he just walks away, and so we're left with our table of now seven very uncomfortable people <laughs> looking at the table of girthy people as Rick walks away after calling the whole table fat. And they <laughs> wasn't really that bad. Yeah, it was pretty the, bad. The one lady, yeah. she wouldn't even touch her food for like probably five minutes. She was just looking down. Rick is totally oblivious because he was just saying they're hungry because their food is coming. Well, I, I get where I you're wanna, coming I from. I didn't want to be the guy that held them up because I had to go to the but bathroom. Sweet Jesus, <laughs> he really emphasized they are hungry. Like he really did it up. <laughs> he like, pretty much oh, said they're God. fat asses and yeah, they need to eat. Exactly. So I'll wait. And we all got to just sit there in awkward silence away. while Rick went and peed. Oh, so you guys just quit chatting? You just For, there, there was a disbelief. hot second I don't where think everyone was just uncomfortable. Said a word. Yeah, it was just like, well, uh, okay. <laughs> Were Enjoy you guys your just, food. Oh, that, that was a great time. Dude, it was funny. None of us had kid responsibilities. You guys don't have, but you had, you know, nobody had responsibilities to go home to. And at like nine fifteen, it was like I'm fucking tired. Yeah. Right. What time did we wrap up? I it got was home like at nine forty. 40- no, I got home at nine forty five. Yeah, was it got, really? We did. Well, we we got, got home about ten. I was and in I my was, pajamas and on the sofa watching TV. Dude, by I'm 10. all about it. Like that's why we're all friends. Is because <laughs> like, my evening wraps up right about nine o'clock. Yeah. I better be in bed by nine thirty, ten o'clock, yeah. so I, mean, so I can watch the my two show. Bitches at text till midnight. Dude, that was one time. And I don't even remember what like the extenuating circumstances were. Oh, like, I there think was we, were talk- we were talking about this. Uh, I think the next podcast or something. And Rick's like, I don't know. Like at six in the morning. I like, think I was out taking pictures of stars. You were out stargazing. Equally, yeah. I wake liberally. up and I go look at my phone. There's like 20 some text messages <laughs> yeah. between you two. And I'm like, click on the time. It's no, like it was between the three of us. You just forgot to you know chime in. So Wow. Rick's just ready to wrap her up. Well, Just like that, we got we got another guest coming. Is he here? He, I see a truck. Oh, you see a, a person? Truck. We got someone yeah. coming in person. So tonight. we got someone coming in person. So apparently, we're gonna wrap this bitch up. So you got your music playing, Tot? Hey guys, as always, thanks for listening. I know this has been a little bit of a ramble, but uh, maybe the next one will be better. We'll find out here in ten minutes. Maybe reach out, Instagram, get a hold of us, and tell donate us your on PayPal cause yeah, fuck, because we're like money train is running. We're like one hundred and fifty bucks deep now. Fuck yeah, everybody! PayPal, we, hey, you look know up what? Sweat and grind. I'm about Every ready to retire. Bit helps. That's true. Fucking this shit costs a lot of money for us to put together for you. We had to buy beer tonight, and, and we didn't actually have to pay for it because you guys did. Thanks. Yeah. So that being said, thanks for listening, guys. We'll catch you next week on Sweat and Grime. Peace.